Welcome to the Sports Bros Podcast, featuring the almighty B-Live, the money man, Scotty D, and your host, the head of creative, Eddie Cool. The Sports Bros Podcast, by the fan, for the fan, talking sports just the way you like it. And without any further ado, let's give it up for the Sports Bros. The weather is nice outside and on your airwaves or your iPod or however the hell you listen to us, it's nice here as well, too. Welcome to another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast, your favorite sports podcast. I go by the name of the HOC up in here, Eddie Cool, uh, head of creative, running things, kind of, sort of, not really. But but like I said before, I cannot do this by myself and no AI will not be taking over the show. I ain't paying for no blue check, and I'm just be careful with my choice of words, if you know what I'm saying. I'm introduced to one of the best co-hosts in the world, introducing first, the almighty B-Live. What's happening? What's going on in the world today? Man, oh man, if we were looking, you know, I'm not, I'm not even going to do that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this before we even get started. <sighs> These playoffs have been amazing. This has been a good watch. I, I just feel bad that we're old and our bedtime's a little shorter than oh. uh, earlier than what they are. <laughs> I'm gonna, I understand it, West Coast. We 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 know there's an East Coast bias, but man, it, it's tough watching games at 12, 12 30, 1 o'clock in the morning. It just is. And I know it's tough for y'all to watch Monday Night Football at 5 o'clock in the afternoon because we experienced that before, and it was just weird. Watching Monday Night Football while the sun was still out. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it was, we almost missed it, though. We you sure almost, did, yeah. We almost missed it. But uh, I, I digress. Go, go ahead and introduce the other guy. Um, he, he, um, he fell asleep while watching the game last night, but he woke up just in time. No, he, I didn't. He, he wanted to, though. Go just, oh, yeah, I uh, did. Uh, go ahead and um, introduce the AARP representation of the show. <laughs> uh, and with that being said, he is the other guy. He is the pride of Washington, Pennsylvania, and pound for pound, the toughest lunch personnel in all of Washington County. Neighboring schools, y'all better watch your back for the one, the only, the money man. Pop potatoes on your tray, Scotty. D. Sunshine on my shoulders makes me happy. And I can't believe that I'm actually getting sunshine. Western Pennsylvania has been brutal. Eddie, you ain't far. You have to be. Mm -mm. It's brutality up here with the rain and cold weather we've been having lately. And summer popped its head in the door there for a couple of days, and then it was right back to rain and cold. And now I'm hoping we are out of the woods here. But we, we finally, it's starting to feel good here. It's starting to feel like baseball season. And just to address Beli's point, yeah, I, I am a little bit older now. And there was a day that I would step and watch the end of every late sporting event. But I am now of the opinion that schools on the East Coast should have a two-hour delay the day after Laker playoff games. Because... I was, it was a rugged wake up to get to that cafeteria this morning because I was, game one, I said, I can't do it. 
going to bed. I'll read about it tomorrow. Maybe that's game two. So and you, you want to stunt the educational growth of our youth? Hey, listen, Cincinnati is one, is one of the closed schools altogether the day after the Super Bowl for the possibility of win. All that is for a two-hour delay. It's the Lakers and it's the playoffs. Just give me two more hours of sleep Nobody. time, baby. Oh, oh, that's not true. People do care. And I and my plan, I got to admit, my plan after game four was to go to bed at halftime. And I started talking to my mom. And once the third quarter kicked on, I was like, I'll watch a little bit more. But then the game was good. The game before the Lakers won by 30, I went to bed. But this one was good. I was like, I will kick myself if I get up tomorrow and it's like a one, two, three point type of game. And it and it was that. So anyway, that's going to be a lead in, Eddie. I'm I'm giving you this segue right back to you to to kick us off here at the top of the order. I'm trying to grab it and not fall out of my chair. Uh, speaking of the game that was late played, let's go ahead and quit BS and hop right into it. The top of the order. All right, let's get this thing started. Here it is, the top of the order. Well, let's go ahead and talk about the game that we all stay up for and watch last night. Um, B-Live was active in the group chat. Scotty D was fighting sleep like a three-year-old. And, <laughs> and me, I was getting back from a long day of work at the radio station, and I decided to cook a pot of chicken bog while the Lakers was playing. The chicken bog was phenomenal, by the way. Oh, taking the south up north. Yes, sir, but I had to have me some chicken bog. I was craving. I was craving for it. But um, we'll share recipes and pictures and all that fun stuff later. The Lakers are up 3-1. They defeat um, the Golden State Warriors 104-101. to Lonnie Walker doing his thing, coming to the game. Electric on fire, 15 points, and making it happen. So the question that I have for you fellas, can the Warriors fart, fight back? They can't fart back. Can the Warriors <laughs> fight? Uh-uh, because it'll be stinky. Can the Warriors fight back? Or is it a done, the done, done deal? What say you, Scotty D? Oh, no, I think the Warriors can just because they are so, so deep with their three point shooters. But the Lakers are going to have to, uh, I, I really expect the Lakers are going to probably go to Golden State and, and have to go back to home to win. I, I'm not expecting the Lakers to win game five. The Golden State's just too good. They're, they, they're too proud. And they're going to give everything they got at home in front of their crowd. And I fully expect them to play with a little bit of desperation, possibly even run the Lakers off the floor in game five. That's why the Lakers must win game six at home. They, ha they have to. But the Lakers are going to need a little bit of help because it seems like the Anthony Davis games that he's playing really well, those are the ones they win when he's not playing as well. They don't do as well here in the postseason. And in the and in game four, he had a great first half. And then, like you said, Eddie Cole, it was Lonnie Walker to the rescue in the fourth quarter. You know, they haven't been getting the big contributions from Austin Reeves. He was him against Memphis in the very first game of the playoffs on the road. Uh, he hasn't been him or that guy or whoever he thinks he is. Very much because he's been cold. But the Warriors have been cold, too. So I think their biggest problem is Anthony Davis. With him not being as much of an offensive factor in that game on uh, on Monday night, the, the Warriors were in it. They had a chance to win. They, they were right there. A um, couple shots didn't go down for the Warriors. And and the Lakers really helped the, the Golden State cause with a lot of, like, 
clumsy play in the fourth quarter, a lot of turnovers. I heard uh, Van Gundy kept saying, they're not even trying to get Anthony Davis involved. Yet I saw them try to get the ball to him on three straight possessions and turn it over on all three of those. I felt like they were trying to force the ball to him rather than um, taking what was there. But uh, LeBron still looks like LeBron. He played. He hasn't looked like he's lost his legs much. It probably helps when you get a blowout win. And you get a little bit of extra rest in the fourth quarter because these day these games are every other day. There's not. They're not getting those two and three days in between games and load management. So they got to have. I, I think. I think the tired legs could show up in Game Five. Golden State's going to be out of their minds. I think it's going to go back to LA for Game Six. The Lakers got to win that one there. They got to play with that des- same type of desperation because you don't want to be in Golden State for a game seven because then anything can happen. Be live. Are you even watching this series? This is the interesting one. Are you watching this one? Of course I'm watching it, but I'm disgusted. (laughs) I'm absolutely 100% disgusted. Scotty Scotty D lied to y'all just a few moments ago when he said he stayed up because it was a good game. No, it was not a good game. It was sloppy. It was messy, especially on the Warriors side. And I, I'm, I, I was so upset. I like Scotty D. I'm surprised that you that you said it was a good game. Watching the Golden State Warriors. Okay, it was a close game. It was. It was, uh, it, it was a little bit. Of, it was a little bit rickety along the way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like seeing, seeing on what Clay Thompson throw up a thirty footer and a twenty seven footer. Off of his back foot, went like one arm, like it was a mess. There was two times, two separate times where Draymond Green had the ball, nobody in front of him, four feet from the basket, and threw it twenty five feet out to somebody that was not even open for a three pointer or turned over the ball. Attack the basket. I don't. Know Divincenzo what- did it too. B. Divincenzo did it. Did as it, well. So I it, agree with you. Sickening. It is absolutely sickening. And I don't understand. Like, oh, Steve Kerr, are you not seeing this? I understand you got two of the most dynamic shooters that this game has ever seen. But you've got to say that two points is more than zero. You've got to see this. It is terrible watching this. You're speaking and my thoughts. That's what I'm like. It's awful. It's awful to watch. And yes, you've got four rings in your um in your catalog. Yes, it seemed like it's worked before. Two of them was with Kevin Durant. That was just ridiculous. Nobody could touch them. But the last one that you got last year, yes, there, it it was it was when they fall, when the shots go in, it's a beautiful thing to see. When they don't, it's ugly. It's god awful. Live by the three, die die by the three. You're dying right now. You're absolutely dying. Draymond Green has got to have some type of foresight to just attack the basket because the Lakers are not afraid of him at all. They're surrounding all the other players. He's he's doing Draymond Green things. He's grabbing rebounds. He's pushing the ball. But he's got to be able to – he's got to think at some point in time, bro, attack the basket. They're not really even guarding. They're guarding their – there was one. There was the last play where he was up in the air looking to pass it, and nobody was looking at him with the ball. LeBron James was actually directing Anthony Davis over to the corner because he had already had the foresight to see Draymond Green's not going to shoot that. He's looking for somebody else to shoot it. He's like Anthony Davis, go stand over there, be in the way, and guess what? They turned the ball over. If you look yep, at that play again, that. 
He that's did right. exactly that. He pointed him in the direction. He said, go stand over in that corner because that's where he's trying to go with the ball. They've seen it too many times. They don't even care about him trying to score. He's not the best three-point shooter, so they're not really guarding him on the three-point line. He drives toward the basket. They know he's looking for another option, so they're not collapsing. He got that offensive rebound, and he didn't even think about looking toward the basket. He had somebody that was six inches shorter than him. He was two feet away from the basket. He pivots. That's a layup. He does that yeah. twice. The Warriors win that game. Why can why how am I able to see that sitting at home and these million dollar like come on? You, it was disgusting to watch. <laughs> it was disgusting. And then like and everybody's ranting and raving about the Lakers. I'm gonna say this about the Lakers. Y'all gonna stop disrespecting my nuggets. But the Lakers are playing Rochambeau of who's gonna show up this last game. D'Angelo Russell, four points on one of ten shooting. A Rui Hachimura, two points. He took one field goal attempt. He didn't he didn't show up, but guess what? Dennis Schroeder had 10 points plus 14 on the plus minus. Lonnie Walker the fourth, 15 points all in the fourth quarter. Like it's <laughs> like um, Austin Reeves, he may not be him, but he still scored 21 points. He did. He, he had a better game in game four. He did. They're, they're getting production almost every single game out of somebody that we just haven't. We were like, who's who's it going to be this game? I agree with you, Scotty D. It's going to go to six. Golden State will find a way. They're, they're, they're going to shoot better, but it, I don't. It's not much of a chance. Lakers at six. I'm I'm done. I'm done watching the Warriors. I'm, yeah, you I'm know, done. I don't I don't want to see him anymore because it is. I like Steph Curry. I like Clay Thompson. I'm just tired of seeing dumb plays. Thing thing about um, I I made a point about the Lakers. You know, not getting much time in between games and having tired legs, but. The Warriors are a veteran team, too. I mean, they're not exactly a bunch of teenagers out there either. And they went pretty much from a game seven right on into this series playing every other day. So there, there could be a little bit of, you know, a little bit of fatigue setting in on the jump shooter legs as well. I think, like I said, I think game five in, in their own in their own arena, you know, you have a little bit of that adrenaline and, and you know, they'll 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 be energized being at home. But it's a grind, I think, going against the Lakers if they got to go back to, well, I mean, you know, going back into game six because the Lakers aren't always necessarily relying on the jump shot because LeBron getting to the rim has always been the strength of his game or taking his little short, you know, short jumpers. And AD, when they commit to getting him the ball is, you know, he, he had, they haven't been able to guard him down low on this. Oh, yeah, this. They, they, they can't stop him. But I'm, I'm going to do something that's very dangerous. I'm going to do something that's very dangerous. Because this is how sloppy this game was for the um, Golden State Warriors. Everybody's ranting and raving about Steph Curry getting a triple-double. 31 points, 14 assists, 10 rebounds. Everybody loves the triple-double. You know what this triple-double reminded me of? Russell Westbrook. Point. Mm. No triple-doubles. You, you, know, you know why? Cemented you know calories in there. Oh, Steph Curry went 12 for 30 from for um, um field goals, three for 14 from the three-point line. He was terrible at shooting, but he shot it at volume because they, yeah. they kept going. This was a Russell Westbrook um 
triple double. That's that's exactly what it was. It did nothing. They lost the game because he's throwing ill-advised shots. Clay Thompson, three of eleven, three of nine for three pointers. It was sloppy. It was ugly. When they go in there, it's great, grand, and wonderful. But this was live by the three, live by the three, die by the three, and they got to clean that up. Draymond Green attacked the basket. Jordan Poole. Get off the milk carton. Where have you been? Zero points. Shut up. If I was in the locker room at the beginning of the year, I'm out of deck because you, you're not the I, – I, I think I even made the mistake of coming out my mouth and saying that he was the third splash brother. My bad. I am so sorry. <laughs> that went straight to your head. I need to take a pen and deflate. Hey, your ego be like, because, tell us bad. about the Nuggets. Tell us about the Nuggets. <laughs> and the and the, that one. and the shove scene around the world. Well, I'm I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you this right now. This is actually I'm actually glad to see this um, series between the Nuggets and the Suns. Hard fault. Uh, Devin Booker is playing out of his absolute mind. Devin Booker is a superstar. Kevin Durant is doing Kevin Durant things. I need anybody, somebody, just one person. That's an NBA player is a professional basketball player to be like, hey, I need to do something for this team because the Suns are fighting tooth and nail. The Jokic, the Joker, you put some respect on that man's name. And I'm so sick and tired of this whole, they find Joker 25,000 bucks for trying to get the ball back to get back on the court. <laughs> The Suns, just because it was the Suns owner, he is a he's part of the personnel of the Phoenix Suns organization. The Suns should have got a technical for delay of game because that's exactly what he was doing. He knew exactly what he was doing. He was holding the ball, trying to get his player back up to get back on um, recover on um, on defense. He was holding the ball. All the joke was trying to do was get the ball to get to, back to the referee because he saw the player out of position. He was like, "Let's go, let's go, let's go! Give me the give me the ball." Give Oh, and then, then he go fight with the ball, the ball, ball fight. I'm like, what? You know what else he was trying to do, B-Live? Make the series interesting. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because while he was doing that, I was watching Stone Cold Steve Austin throw axes into a, into a, a, into that a is board. A That's a shame before the Lord. <laughs> that is a mess. That man scored, I think he scored 51 points that game in a losing effort. But that was just a hot mess. The Suns owner knew what he was doing. He knew, this, um, and I hate, I hate to just put put a stain on Tom Izzo's name because I was talking trash about Draymond Green. Now I'm talking about the Suns owner who played for Tom Izzo at Michigan State, mind you. Just want to throw that out there, but he knew exactly what he was doing. And I'm so sick. People just, you know what people do? They'll watch something. They'll see clear evidence of what exactly happened. And just because they want to make a story out of it, they will literally say the opposite of what happened. That was a flop. When he like he he's like, why is you own me? Give, give me the ball. Get, oh my god, he just oh, what was that? And then oh, then he got him talk. a point. He got him a point. Man, it's unbelievable. But it it this series, I love it. I love it just because it, I mean these are the two better teams. I think I think the Lakers. They're deeper right now because they seem to find somebody steps up every single game. 
But I think Devin Booker and Kevin Durant are playing better than AD and LeBron James. LeBron James really hasn't done much. He's been more of a facilitator. He'll get you 25 and 10. That's what, what LeBron does. But he is not taking over a game. I think this was the only game where he led the team in scoring. I think all, all the other games this entire postseason, somebody has also led the team in scoring. LeBron is still doing LeBron's thing. But I think also more is being asked of Devin Booker and Kevin Durant out of the duos in the league right now, the most is being asked of them too, and they're they're delivering. That's why the series is two two, and it's going to go to seven. Lakers going to go to six, so it's not going to be that much of a difference between who gets a little bit more rest. I think the winner of the Nuggets Suns will win their Western Conference. I'm still, it's still going to be the Nuggets to me. I think. The Nuggets have outplayed the Suns through and through. It's just been the ball has dropped just a little bit here and there for the Suns, and it's an even game. Chris Paul being out, I think, is the best thing for the Suns. He's just like, I just that's my that's my honest opinion. Chris Paul, I've, when he's been playing, he's been on the minus side of things. They lost the first two games with the men. They won two games with them out of the game. That's that's. Facts. There's no, that's not an opinion. That's exactly what happened. He's out for game five. We'll see what happens. Cameron Payne is just doing just enough to do. I think Cameron Payne could be that difference maker. We'll see. We'll see what happens in game five. I believe it goes back to um, um, Darren for game five. And I think Darren's going to beat him by 30 just because of how the wow. Suns, I think just because of how the Suns owner intervened and all that mess right there. And the fact that Joker got fine 25,000. I think Joker's going to put another 50, 50 burger on them and it's not even going to be close. They're going to show them exactly who they are. Um, Durant and but Durant's going to be tired. Booker, he's young. He, he'll be all right, but they, they're asking way too much of just those two players. Somebody's got to step up for the Suns. I think, I, at the end of the day, I think it's going to go to seven, but I think home, home, home wins around the book. And Denver, um, Denver takes it in seven. Meanwhile, in the Eastern Conference, we have the Heat. They have the Knicks on the ropes, and they beat them that yesterday. One's over. Yeah, 109, over. 109 to 101. Hemi Butler and crew, the Heat are looking like the bubble Heat back a few years ago. They look pretty good. Yep. They look real strong. And then we got James Harden. Not showing up for two games, showing up for two games, going to Vegas, probably going to script clubs. Like the the interesting case of James Harden, and somebody said he was wearing something when he uh his, his, his pregame fit. He looked like the hamburger or something like that. But look, <laughs> if you got to be the hamburger, and you want to come out busting ass like that, you need to get one in every color. You need to get one in every freaking color. So, fellas, the NBA playoffs are it's interesting. It is interesting to say the least. Miami is going to win in five, but they're going to lose to whoever wins in the Philly and Boston series. That is, as much as I love what Jimmy Butler is doing, they when when they face when they face one well, one of those complete teams that Boston has away um, Philly play. Either way, whoever wins that. I think I think they beat Philly, yeah, but I think Boston's beating everybody this point. I think Boston's coming out of the East. I think Boston's beating everybody. Yeah, but I, th- I think I think Miami could could take Philly. Yep. Real quick, fellas, let's go before uh let's before we run out of time on this segment here. Let's go ahead and hop into the NHL playoffs. And you know what? It's a whole lot going on over there too. The what? The NHL playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs. 
I, I'm sorry. I didn't even know they were still going on. Once the Penguins were, I, I, I thought they just. Uh, of, of I course, thought of I thought somebody course, already won the I, cup. I thought we. I thought they already <laughs> crowned the cup champion. I, I apologize. There's no apologies needed because I knew this dumbness was about to come out your mouth. But all I know this is dumbness. That, yeah, did that? I said yeah, this dumbness. Cause I, I, I saw, <laughs> I, I saw your lips formulate some. Because you like. NHL Stanley Cup. Yeah. Here you come about to say something about the Penguins. Golly. <laughs> all, all I know, all I know is this. Um, Carolina, please can oh. we not can, can we can we not drag this along to another? Because I don't I don't want this to go to seven. I need y'all to see, hey, um, can we stop anything through the five hole and letting them score eight goals? That's just a hot mess. There's no defense in game three. Let's just get back to what we know how to do. Um, as far as anything else is going on, I ain't going to lie to you. All the other series, Florida. Florida Panthers yeah. up 3-0. Yeah. They're going to get a lot of rest. They just, they just said um, um, Maple Leafs is um, going back up. We, we play hockey down south now. Just let you know we played hockey down here. <laughs> Dang. See and see that's see that's the thing, the Knicks and the Maple Leafs must learn. If you go to South Beach, do not. I repeat, do not go out and hang out in the city at all because Miami is a big, huge distraction. Why do you think the Knicks about to fall apart? They down there enjoying South Beach. <laughs> and why do you think Maybe. The, the, the Maple Leafs are about to fall apart? You know, they's like, oh my, they they down there wearing shorts. You know, they like wearing shorts around this time of year. They down there enjoying South Beach. I can't believe they had South Beach as an NHL all-star. Anyways, so <laughs> yeah, so you so as far as that goes, you know, um Florida, I would hate to play them. They are playing some real good hockey right now, and they're riding on a high after beating the Boston Bruins. The cur- the fellas, the curse of the President's Trophy continues. I told people once, and I told people again, I said, oh, man, Boston going to win the Cup. Boston going to win the Cup. I said, okay. The thing about it is, when you win President's Trophies and you're playing like a high-level um, high level hockey or high level of any sport and you're chasing records, by the time you, know, you get to the championship game or a certain part of the playoffs, you're going to run out of gas. You're gonna you're gonna run out of gas, and we're seeing it clear right here with this series between the Maple Leafs and the Panthers. Uh, let's see what's we got going on here, real quick. The Dallas Stars are down two one to the Young Bucks, the Seattle Kraken, and Kraken, and the Vegas. You Golden- ima- Go ahead, be like, can- I'm about to say, can you imagine a Western Conference Final between the Kraken? And the Golden Knights, the two newest teams. I'm here for it. Oh, that'd be crazy. <laughs> that'd be insane. Like, that'd be insane for hockey in general and just those two fan bases because how rabid will those fans be? They just, Seattle just had, they, the whole city has had anything to celebrate in ever. It's been quite a while since anything's been going on there, but hey. So what you're saying is that they are continuing to play these NHL playoffs at this at this point in time. They are still playing, right? They, yes. This, okay. not, the, 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 um, the entire NHL does not revolve around Sid the Kid and the um, 
He's not even a kid no more. Why do we call him Sid the Kid? He's Sid, the almost grown, the of the old man. Grown-ass man. Sid, the grown-ass man. He's been in the league for quite a while, and they, and uh, the Penguins, not making it to the um, playoffs. So that's yes. interesting. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to uh, look some stuff up and see who's playing still. Oh Lord, here we go. Uh, and before we move on to our favorite portion of the show, fellas, how y'all feel about Snoop Dogg <laughs> throwing his name in the hat to buy the Ottawa, Ottawa Senators? That would be awesome. Yeah, that's it's just weird. Like it'd be better. I'd rather have him than Antonio Brown or Abdullah Brown or whatever he, Asid Brown, whoever he was pretending to be, and when he bought or didn't buy the arena leads. Anyway, Snoop Dogg would be cool. I think. No. But I think. But I think he'd be get. I think he'd he'd be bored. Don't you? No, it's like I, it just, it I, just sitting up in I, Canada with a joint in his mouth at a Senators game. Well, at least he ain't got to hide it. <laughs> I was like, I would see him like part owning a, a spring league football team because he's very passionate about football. I just know. Yeah. But hey, where where wherever you want to put your money at, do you? Hey, having a having a owner that's a minority in a um, predominant um sport, yeah. Hey, go for it, bro. Yeah, go. Snoop Dogg, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I tell you what. When when I first heard, I was like, "This don't make no sense." But I heard him on, um, what was it, um, Undisputed with Skip and Shannon, and Snoop has some knowledge about hockey. He was talking about how he was a Canes fan, and he was watching, um, what's his name, uh, Marcel Dion, watching him play, and then watching Wayne Gretzky play, and then you know, his first music video. What jersey did he have on? He had on a Pittsburgh Penguins jersey in the Gin and Juice video. So. You know, maybe the Stu Izzle Kizzle Dio Double Dio Bizzle knows a little, <laughs> little bit of something about hockey. I mean, you know, I mean, they, I mean have you I'm ever like, heard? Have you ever heard anybody say they didn't like him? Like anytime no. they say Snoop, everyone's like, "Oh, Snoop." They, I, I mean, for a guy who was like a gang bang and pothead, he sure has <laughs> come a long way in the popularity department. I don't know anybody doesn't. You see him on a Corona commercial, you're like, "Oh, there's Snoop." You're everybody's happy to see Snoop. Yeah, Snoop Snoop is not one of those guys that you want to go away. You would want you yeah. would want to you want to have Snoop around. Snoop is a cultural icon, not just in the I music. Just, game, he really is a cultural icon. I love, about it. I love the fact that Snoop Dogg early in his rap career, exactly what um Sky D said, and now when he's on a cooking show with Martha Stewart, <laughs> yeah. and Martha yeah. Stewart is the mo- the bigger thug. <laughs> <laughs> what, what what is happening? She yeah, she been in jail more than Snoop she, ever has. Hey, she, she, <laughs> he's helping the, he's helping her to get over. He's helping her to get more popular. Like, it's like, working. Snoop is getting street cred from Stewart. <laughs> and he's Please hosting a game show. Wasn't he hosting a game show or something last year or two or something? Had, had a match at WrestleMania. Yeah, he's done, he's done it all. <laughs> Snoop has literally done it all. Like Snoop and done it all high, done it all high. Ad lived at WrestleMania. At that that wasn't scripted, by the way. You do know that, right? right. Yeah. yeah, that was. He's like, hit, hit, hit the men's, hit him. His, yeah, um, the cameraman, oh, hit him. Oh, oh, 
Oh, Quad Junior over here. That's what we call <laughs> Shaman Man Quad Junior. <laughs> yeah, the world, the world's worst quad. I, I swear, man, you, it, it 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 sucks to be a Levesque or a McMahon because your quads stink. <laughs> Uh, let's just hope um, Snoop Dogg have a, a conversation with PK uh, with PK Subban. You can't be talking about yeah. Lizzo like that because they're gonna get you. They're gonna get you. <laughs> but, but enough about that, fellas. Guess what time it is. What's happening? <laughs> I think it might be that time. Is it though? Oh, I'm glad you asked this time once again for our favorite portion of the show, the choices of the voices. With that being said, <laughs> hey, yo, button, hit it. Choices of the voices coming at you right after this on the Sports Bros Podcast. Hey, y'all, this is JR. I just want to say congratulations to my bros at the Sports Bros Podcast on their 200th episode. E A G L E S Eagles. And shout out, Brian, because I know you want to say something. And now, our favorite part of the show, the choices of the voices. Once again, thank you to the wonderful land, Scotty Watch Your Ears. Ever. So lovely, Miss Button, for introducing our favorite portion of the show, the choices of the voices. You know how we do it. We ask y'all a question. Um, we read your answers right here on the Sports Rose Podcast. We throw our two cents in, but not before. We have a little fun at the expense of our listeners. No, it's all good, clean fun. It's all good, clean fun. So um, don't feel bad. Just feel love. With that being said, Scotty D, what's on tap for this week's Choices of the Voices? Last week, as we were starting to get, as we hit like the one-month mark into the baseball season, I asked our listeners, followers, friends, who do you foresee winning the World Series? I know we're a long way from the Fall Classic, but... Baseball is legit right now. It is real. It is really happening. These games count. Everyone says, oh, it's too early, but these games count. And uh, last week, them buckos were sizzling, and then they didn't win again for seven games. <laughs> and I said I probably was not going to pick them. But am I? I'll tell you in a minute. Eddie, cool. what do people say? All right, let's go ahead and hop right into it, y'all. Our Hall of Famer, Uncle Max, he says, I think the Rays look best right now, but it's still early. And that is right, Uncle Max. That you know, is true. Yeah, they were raising all kind of hell the first few weeks of the season. Like, what what the hell's going on in Tampa Bay? Cool, hitting the ball out of the yard. Like, yeah. it was like the first 21 games or something like that. They're getting they are. pitching, and they're plus 118 run differential. <laughs> and people right. and teams don't – I don't think teams like going down there and playing because it's not like a aesthetically pleasing stadium. It's an indoor stadium in Florida with a roof <laughs> and – and that you can't even see the ball in if it's hit up in the ceiling. And a and, damn catwalk. And a catwalk and natural grass. I think they got a pool. Anyway. I tell you well, what, I look at it like this. It, it it works towards their advantage. That's what I said. Yeah, this, definitely. Tampa Bay leads the league in batting average, hits, runs, home runs, earn run average, <laughs> RP. They lead. They lead in almost every statistical number there is. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, 110 of 14 on the road. Yeah, yeah. Like, we have 126 more games to go. So, yeah. As can, can they sustain this? That is the question. Yep. Tampa Bay, just don't pull a uh, 
president president's cup on us. Just just don't do that. No. It'd be nice to finally see you win one. You know. So I mean, in, it, in other words, Tampa Bay don't pull a Tampa Bay Lightning. I eat, yep, yeah. <laughs> don't do like that. Don't don't do like your boys on the other side yeah. of town. Yeah, don't pull a lightning. Yeah, don't pull a Tampa Bay. Yeah, you really that city will never hit the end of it. All right, you lost Tom Brady and, and now this. Wow. All right, Tom Wynn says, Well, the stats say teams that start out like Tampa Bay, they pretty much win it all. So Tom Winner, winner chicken dinner is going with the Tampa Bay Rays. That's two. All right. Michael Davis, he says, let's go Bucks." <laughs> okay. There's one, there's one for the Pirates. Oh. Yeah, man. One for the yeah. Jolly Roger, one for the Bucko. Mark Olds, he said, I would like to say the Mets, but the Braves have been doing it with a lot of injuries already. So I'm going to say the Braves. Yep. I don't know how you put the Mets and the Braves in the same sentence, but I'll allow it to see. He came to his senses. I'm assuming <laughs> he's a Mets fan, and um, it's okay. It's all right. I, I ain't I ain't gonna bash it too bad, but yeah, um, I, I'm liking our seven game, um, seven game lead over the rest of the um, NL um, NL East. It's a nice, comfortable lead, you know, very nice. But that that just me, my bad. I'm. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm kind of sad because we got Max Freed on the DL. So, hey, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm gonna mention that. I'm gonna mention that in a little bit. I'm gonna mention that okay. because it's that that hey, we've got a nice, comfortable lead right now. Get him some rest. Yeah, May, June, July don't hurt us too bad. It's August, mm. September, and October. Let's get, get people back healthy and hey. But yeah, yep. what 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 else did the people say? What what they got going on? Rambus Evans says the Kansas City Royals look pretty tough. They're pacing mm. themselves. Yeah, they they're <laughs> they're bottom feeding is what they're doing. They're paying, Ram- I don't Ram- know about all that. Come on, come on, Rambus. Uh, yeah, come on, Rambus. Uh, you, you you going in the penalty box just 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 because <laughs> the Kansas City Royals. You actually uh, said that. <laughs> uh, when are they? They're ten. They're is, ten and twenty-six at the moment, mm-hmm. and they just lost. I think twice to the Oakland, or maybe they they get swept by Oakland. They they lost a couple times to Oakland, who only have eight wins. The A's are a paltry eight and twenty-eight. They're winning at a two twenty-two clip right now. <laughs> yeah, man. Good to be a Bucko fan. Yeah. The, 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 the Royals are on a two-game win streak, so I'm assuming that was against the A's. So. Hey, okay, they <laughs> made yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I swear, man, it it, it must stink to be a um, Oakland A's fan. You ain't not you're not getting a new building. You got possums and rats running around all over the place. Oh, they're getting out of there. They're going to Vegas. Vegas, six, baby. Six people come Dude, to the game. The, the question is: Is there actually a pro team? That's still in Oakland besides the A's. Uh, Golden, <laughs> no, no, Golden, Golden State, State is they, they're what San Jose now or something like that. Yeah, they're, they're a little north. Yeah. Something. They're say I don't think there's any professional teams in Oakland right now. And besides the A's, and they're talking about going to Las Vegas. No, the it's, Raiders are gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're gone. Yeah. Oof, times, times are tough in Oaktown. Yeah, man. 
Yeah, rumor has it that I guess the deal with Vegas fell through, but somebody will find some. It's some money floating out there somewhere. Somebody will break it. Somebody is. Listen, the, the money ain't flowing in Oakland. I can tell you that. Much. No, it ain't. It ain't. <laughs> it ain't. It, it really ain't flowing in Oakland when you can't. I mean, because because I remember a coworker told me. He said a stadium I would never recommend anybody go to is the Oakland Alameda Coliseum. It is an absolute dump. And I was like, I will take your word for it. Yeah, so it's, yeah, <laughs> you it's gotta just, tell me twice. Oh, Oakland, don't Oakland, don't be mad at me. It's what people tell me. And if we got any listeners out there in the Bay Area, the Yay area, Oakland, let us know what's going on. Send us a voice message. Just, just let us know what the hell is going on. All right. Jeffrey Lewis, he says, LA, I'll take some barbecue if the Rays go. Yeah, I'm assuming he. I'm assuming so he, he says that. I'm, I'm assuming he's meaning the Dodgers because yeah, yeah, I don't think anybody really, really roots for the Angels like that. But the Angels are actually. But we said this last year about the yep. Angels, so I can't really trust that at right. all. Remember yeah. one point that we had all the teams from New York and and L.A. were in first place, if I'm not mistaken, early in the mm-hmm. season, and L.A. quickly. Dove into the water right down off the diving board after that. Uh, so, yeah, that's what we got to wait and see with that team. I, I got to see more before I trust them to be a, <laughs> right. be a force going down the stretch. Yeah, I got I got to see some more, too. I have got to see some more, too. So, shout out to everybody in their participation this week's Choices of the Voices. Scotty D, it's early. Well, who you got winning it all? Obviously, the Pirates. Oh, Lord. Obviously. They beat Colorado 2 nothing the other night. So that that makes them the other one. No, okay. Here, <laughs> here is where I'm going, and I'm probably going to be right because usually I am right when I'm talking sports. Braves over Blue Jays. That's what I'm feeling. Braves over Blue Jays. So you, you remember we picked so the Blue Jays you, last year? I so did. You, you do not. Uh, you do not believe in Tampa Bay at all. It's not that I don't believe in them. I think I think Tampa Bay could uh, go all the way to the end and win the division. But I think Toronto is has a good enough lineup. They have good starting pitching. I think the bullpen's been a little bit suspect so far, but I think that can get shored up. And I think that you know, if they're contenders, they can be buyers at the trade deadline too. So I don't, you know, what you've seen with them is not the final product. They're, they they are twenty one and fourteen, and they had a I think a six game losing streak before they got to Pittsburgh last weekend. I, I like I like the way that the Toronto's Toronto's built. They got thunder in the bats. They got high average hitters, and they got good pitching. So I I, I think Baltimore they they stand between right now the Rays and Jays. I think they'll fall off. I think they're a good young team, but I think Toronto is a little bit more polished. I'm not I, the Yankees seem to be a mess right now. They I, I don't really like much about the Yankees. And uh, the Red Sox, they kind of, I feel like they're still in that little bit of a rebuild kind of in between mode. I don't know. That whole division's good. I mean, the Yankees right now are in the bottom of that division at 19 and 17. So who's to say they don't get, you know, they're going to be players at the trade deadline if they're anywhere within shouting distance of a playoff spot. But I just, I, just something about Toronto I like. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm short sighted because I picked them last year and some of these other teams are sneaking up on us. Like the Rangers are, are pretty are, are right now. They're in first place in the AL West. And if I'm not mistaken, I think our our good friend Hunter Simboli warned us of the upcoming Rangers surge last year. He said they were going to be a better team than than we thought. But I'm going Jays and Braves, and I think the Braves are good enough to win it all. I think the team's loaded. Be live. 
What say you? Um, I was before I get into my picks. I wanted to mention that the um, aforementioned New York Yankees are two games above five hundred, and if they were in the AL Central, they'd be a half a game outside of first place. But <laughs> they're not in that division. They're dead last Ugh. of the AL East at two games above five hundred. That show, and they're ten games out of first place. Right, ten games out. That that's woo. That's going to be very, very interesting. On the other side of things, where my Atlanta Braves are seven games out and um, seven games ahead of everybody, nobody's above 500. At the end of the day, I just, I'm just going to go, I'm going to go with, I don't see any reason why. Like, I think the Braves, because they've been hurt and still producing the way they're producing. Like, their farm system is second to none in my eyes. They keep bringing up more and more players as players get hurt and developing it. it just Like, I think our pitching is going to get better throughout the season as um, players get back healthy. Like, the past two seasons, the Braves have started off slow and ended up skyrocketing later on in the season. I don't see any reason why that would stop. I think they could... They 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 go they're gonna be dangerous. I think they're. I'm gonna pick the Braves to win it all, and I'm picking the Braves versus the Rays in the um. In the uh, in the World Series, I'm gonna say this now. Watching the series between the Baltimore Orioles, I wouldn't sleep on them at all. They're mm. young. The Orioles, I think, are following the footsteps of the Braves, and I think they're young and they're hungry. Yenner, uh, I think his name is Yenner Cano. Like he's like a middle reliever, or like a, a he could be a closer. That dude has some nasty stuff for the Orioles. So I, I won't count them out. But at the end of the day, I don't I don't see any reason why the Rays wouldn't just continue. Like I think they would be in a position where they would they're so far ahead of everybody that they they would just say they would stay right along that course right there. Um, catch fire at the end and continue to do things. I, I don't see a chink in the armor when it comes to the Rays. So, but like I said, it's way too early to really make any um, big calls like that. So we shall see. Well, with that being said, I'm going to also say Braves Rays. Why? Because Randy Rosarena. Punch your ticket to Randy World, fellas. Yes. Punch your ticket to Randy World, man. Uh, he He's on fire, man. When he came out, bust upon the scene a few years ago, that let us know that Randy Rosarena was, you know, not a one-trick pony. You know, he's good at it. He is real good. And the race, they're pitching. They just, like B-Live said, they lead every day, all statistical categories in Major League Baseball. So it, it's no fluke that the Rays could be the, could be the favorites. But like B-Live alluded to, Atlanta Braves, that's always been one of our strengths through the last, you know, last decades, except when we signed Dan Ugler. Why we do that? <laughs> uh, yeah, why, why we do that? Um, we need okay, somebody, so we all we picking the Braves. Yeah. We need somebody at DH better than Marcelo Zuna, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, well, I'm about done with him. Well, I, so I, do. I was going to say, I was no gonna, contest, I, I, about to say, I, I was going to say something, but that would get us canceled. So, I mean, you just, and I'm not going to so, do it. So, uh, yeah. So who do we think is the Braves' biggest threat in the National League? 
Mm. I mean, we all we, they, they they look really good. So we're obviously picking them over the Mets. I think a team we have to watch out for that has not put it together yet is San Diego. I still like the Padres. I mean, that lineup is just too stacked. Machado, Bogart, Soda, Cronenworth. They they're not hitting that well yet, but I think it's only a matter of time before they do. Yeah, I, that's what I was going to say. And Tatis just coming back. You know, he, he he's he's been gone for a year, and he kind of is working his way back in. If they can get their pitching pitching going, I know uh, um, Musgrove got roughed up a couple times. And he, I think he looked a lot better last time his last time out. But I, for some reason, it just feels like the Padres haven't gelled yet. But I think they have the potential to do so. So you know, September and October is a long way from right now. Yeah. Three seasons away, you know, we're still in technically in the spring, summer, and then into the fall. So, <laughs> right. we'll, we'll, you know, that we're, we're going to be seeing all kinds of different things go on between now and then. But I think the Padres could could quite possibly. Step I think on it's the a, I think it's the usual suspects in the National League. Your Dodgers, Dodgers, really, Dodgers, Brewers, really. And as as much as the Mets are not gelling right now, you really can't count them out. No, but so. They've shown they're willing to spend money. So if, <laughs> again, when we get into the summer months and the the who's who's the buyers and who's the sellers, you know, yep. that's that stuff can tilt. They can tilt a race. Yep, real quick. And with that being said, Scotty D, what's on tap for next week's choices of the voices? Snoop Dogg, notwithstanding, who do you think is the best owner in all of sports? You can, this is kind of a wide ranging, broad question. Use your own criteria, what you think would make an owner the best owner. Uh, I'm sure B Live is probably off top is probably thinking The Rock because I know he loves the, the, uh, the XFL type. He's probably thinking The Rock. If that's your way of going, or one of these USFL owners, I know you're a big fan of that league. That's it's not, not even necessary. Like, you, you, you so, know. You 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 do, you're, you're doing the work for me. Like I, I didn't at no point in time did I even bring up the XFL or USFL at any given point of time. But now that you've opened the door, and here we go. Like I mean, the XFL has their championship game coming up this Saturday. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. The Arlington Renegades with a regular season of four and six. One damn six. <laughs> Going against the DC Defenders. That went nine and one during the regular season. Um, to the XFL gods, please let the, the DC defenders need to win because God Almighty, if if the Renegades at four and six find a way, way to win it all, <laughs> are they billing this as the final XFL game ever? No. And they say who's going to win the final XFL game in the history? They, I think uh, they've got. A, I think they already have a three year. Media deal. They're not going oh. anywhere, Scott. Let and, it and, go. And speaking of Stop former right. and speaking of former cowboys, guess who's getting a training camp invite? Danucci. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who? I Where? Say, I, I want to say the 49ers, I believe. Yeah. yeah I he, believe the 49ers. He he got a training uh. camp invite, uh, and and somebody else from from the um I want to say um, Austin Prohl, Ricky Prohl's son, yeah. um, is getting an invite. There's quite a few. Out. You know what? Thank you. Thank you Danucci, for that. He can't, he can't be any 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 different than be, Stetson Bennett. Gonna, Stetson I'm, Bennett actually got picked. 
I'm gonna sw- I'm gonna switch one of my pepper porridge just because Scotty D brought it up. I All right, that. I yes. can't wait. Yes. All right. All right. With that being said, uh, that's been it for choices of the voices. Coming up next, around the pepper. Stay tuned. Hold on. Hold on to your socks. We'll be right back. Okay, boys. Let's bring it home with a round of pepper. All right, you heard a woman. It's time for us to go home and get what I call the hell up out of here. But before we go and get the hell up out of here, before B-Live gets to work, go to his gig, Scotty D probably got two more yards to cut. He took a break. <laughs> he going, he two more a- naps to take. Two more ah. naps to take. Two more lawns to cut. Two more naps to take. Got to have that nap, man. It's important. Pepper, you know how to do it. Three topics. Rapid fire style. Kind of sort of not really here to engage, entertain, educate, and enlighten. I did say engage. Yep, the four E's and no particular order. And I'll go first. On this day in history, back in 1967, Hank Aaron hits his only inside the park home run off of the Phillies' Jim Bunning in Philadelphia. I love it. So out of the 700-plus home runs that he got, only one is an inside the park home run. Over to you, Scotty D. That's crazy. That's awesome. Um, On uh, This is... A little bit on our Oakland A's topic but on April 25th. This is going back uh, a couple weeks here. In an 11 to 10 win against the Angels, Brent Rooker and Jesus Aguilar hit back to back home runs, which is rare. But even more rare is they, they did it in the first inning and again in the third inning. And even more rare, the A's won. All very rare things that took place, uh, but <laughs> I had to mention something as cool as hitting back-to-back jacks. Yeah, same two dudes doing it twice in one game. Pretty impressive stuff for a pretty unimpressive season for the A's. Be live or do you? All right, my first pepper point is something near and dear to my heart because anything that could poke and prod at the money man Scotty D. It just warms my heart. You're poking the bell. And this news comes from the University of Nebraska. Um, Nebraska's Memorial Stadium, as it's um, so named and so dubbed, um, ho- um, holds, their, um, holds their football team, which has been sold out forever. Nebraska's always been a story football program. And there's actually been a, re- a record center that's going to happen this year in the football stadium it has absolutely nothing to do with coach bad rule <laughs> thank god well the nebraska cornhuskers announced on their website thursday that they actually sold out a game eighty-two thousand nine hundred tickets for a volleyball doubleheader that will be held in a football <laughs> stadium. Women's volleyball sold 82,900 tickets, which will shatter their wow. their, their current record of 18,755, which of course was indoors, but they're going to have an outdoor women's volleyball game. It's going to be a doubleheader and it sold out 82,900 tickets. This is a huge victory for women's sports, women's volleyball at the University of Nebraska. 
Big shout out to the women's volleyball team. Any cool? Very cool. Very cool. Boom. The ball. Damn shame when your women's volleyball team is outstanding, outstanding. Anyways, Matt Root, Lord have mercy. <laughs> I just, I just of all things. Nothing against women's volleyball, but I'm saying like Nebraska football do better. All right. Second purple point. Adam Schefter, NFL. You know, he's a he's a nosy little fella, but he's pretty good at what he does. All right. So he announced on Twitter, among matter of fact, the um schedule release is coming out uh Thursday, right? Be live NFL schedule release. Yep, Thursday. Yep. Yes, yep. Thursday. All right, Adam Shelter reports. He said among the changes to the schedule this season, the NFL will have a Black Friday game for the first time ever. Um, also, games don't necessarily belong to networks anymore. Um, just like Antonio Brown, all games are free agents. All right. Um, teams can be on Thursday night football twice. Once was enough. And not all teams are guaranteed to have a prime time spot. Damn NFL. Um, wow. How's this going to work? Was there going to be like a bidding war for like the Browns and Bengals or the Cowboys and the 49ers and their free agent games? And I'll tell you what's going to be a lot of money spent. Like, if that's the case, then what's the person having a damn network contract deal? I'm just saying, all, right. all these creators, just whatever, whatever. We're looking forward to uh, the schedule release show coming out soon. Over to you, Scotty D. Evidently, they held back on releasing the schedule because they were waiting to see what was going to happen between Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson. That's, Lord, that's true. That is, yep, I remember that, saying that as well. That was true. Uh, okay, back to Oakland, and they had to say goodbye this week, this past week, to Vita Blue who is a three-time World Series champion, Hall of Famer, six-time All-Star with the A's, and in 1971 won the Cy Young and MVP award, a really rare feat. And I believe we saw Justin Verlander do that maybe about 10 years ago, but that's not something that you see happen very often. Uh, he finished his career 209 and 161 with a 3.27 ERA. Vita Blue, the legend of Oakland. Uh, happy trails and rest in peace. Be live to you. All right, my second pepper point. Once again, I like the poking pride at the bear that is the money man, Scotty D. And because he brought up the XFL, which I didn't do at all, he did this all <laughs> on his own, I decided to throw in a little audible Omaha, Omaha, when it comes to my pepper points and the XFL. Notables that have been invited from the XFL to NFL camps include, as we spoke before, Ben DiNucci, um, that played for the Seattle Sea Dragons, he's been invited by the Denver Broncos to their camp to possibly back up <laughs> uh, Russell Wilson. Also, oh. <laughs> a couple other notable names, Jordan Thomas, tight end for the uh, Orlando Guardians, has been invited by the Carolina Panthers. Hakeem Butler, Butler, wide receiver for the St. Louis Battlehawks has been invited by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Charleston Rambo, wide receiver for the Orlando Guardians, has been invited by the Philadelphia Eagles. And at the um, end of the day, it's been um, upwards to about 25 players from the XFL that have been invited to various NFL camps. The XFL bring your, bring is your playbooks, growing. gentlemen. Turk wants to see it. Turk says, Coach wants to see it. Bring your playbooks, gentlemen. <laughs> It is going to be very interesting to see who will make it from the XFL 
to the NFL. Eddie Cool. No, nobody, nobody. Go, go ahead, Eddie Cool. No, just you that ahead, is you're not interested in this. Just you. Nobody's going to make it in the NFL. Person. Nobody's going to make it. Your right. own team got a, a dude from the XFL. Devontae Turpin, USFL. And how, how many more? And how many more? A few. That, that, that's one. You said zero. One is more than zero. That's a simple math. Zero like, more are coming in. Zero. Oh, Eddie Cole, go ahead. Lord, my God, I, I ain't never seen somebody hate on a league that he doesn't even want to watch. Like, just All let right. him do the boys be. My third and final pepper point, I want to give a happy heavenly birthday shout out to Pat Summerall here with John Madden for coming to here our live at Arlington Cowboys Stadium. How many times have you heard that on Sunday, right? So Pat Summerall, he played nine years in the NFL before moving to the booth where he was announced, uh, where he has announced a wide variety of sports, um, including football, golf, and tennis. In total, he announced 16 Super Bowls 26 Masters tournaments and 21 U.S. Opens. Pat Summerall saying, have a great night. Happy birthday to you, Pat Summerall. Over to you, Scotty D. Love Pat Summerall. All right, one last stop in Oakland is Oakland A's announcer. Wow. (laughs) Visited the Negro League Museum. That's how you pronounce it. And then promptly committed career suicide right after that. If you want to hear exactly what he said, go look up online. And while you're there, Google Bob Huggins, Huggy Bear. Be live. Over to you. Oh boy. (laughs) Well, my third and final pepper point is directed to the money man, Scotty D, once again, poking and prodding the bear. But this time, it's because of his um, choice of the voices question coming up next week where we're celebrating um and telling us telling who is our favorite owner the best owner i could tell you the worst owner (laughs) in all of sports now is to the point where he is admitting or they saying that he doesn't even own the team anymore and i'm just gonna say this statement i Brown, comma, Antonio Tavares, a foreign national but not a citizen of the United States at birth, I write to you regarding recent reports that have been circulating in the media regarding my supposed ownership of the Albany Empire team. I want to make it very clear that I am not the owner of this team and any claims on the contrary are completely false. I'm going to come back to that with a what happened Wednesday. I'm going to report back on that with a little bit more because this is absolutely asinine because he just <laughs> said a couple of days ago that he was 95% owner and then the coach quit because he wasn't getting paid and there was personnel and payroll problems as soon as Antonio Brown started to own the team. But now he's a foreign national. Any cool, get us out of here and then close it. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of Sports Bros Podcast. If you want to be featured in our Sports Bros Podcast, um, send us a voicemail and we'll um we'll read it here. And in closing, do something nice for yourself. And if you can do something nice for someone else, they'll greatly appreciate it now more than ever. Be a blessing, not a burden. 
Go outside, open your windows, and enjoy some of this nice weather. It's been another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. We love you. Thank you for listening to us. We greatly Happy appreciate Mother's it. Day. Happy Happy Mother's yes, Day. yes. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, Mama Heaven. I love you and I miss you. And I miss your collard greens and your in your chicken ball, but it's because of you. I know how to cook. Hey, y'all take care. Love your mama. Bye. See y'all next week. Be live. Take us home. Happy Mother's Day, Sports Mama. Myrtle Livingston. Yes, sir. Now, now ain't that some Antonio? Ain't that some Antonio Brown mentions? He owns a team. The coach said to hell with it, and now the team ain't got no money. Boy, if that ain't the most AB of ABS things, uh, stick around for what happened Wednesdays for me. Hey, it's Eddie Cool here from the Sports Bros Podcast. And do you want some more of the Sports Bros Podcast in your life? Wait a minute, don't answer that. The answer is yes, and I know you want some more of the Sports Bros Podcast in your life. Do us a small favor. Go to the description box, click our Linktree link, and you'll see all the links on how to follow the Sports Bros Podcast. Once again, thanks for listening.